you the final play. Take me through it. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. Don't you ever talk about me. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Master Plan. I'm your host, Michael Filipkowski, and today another great episode in store. We are talking about Week 10. We're recapping Week 10. We're recapping everything that happened in Week 10. And, uh, you know, quite a bit happened. So, you know, a little bit of a short little personal update uh, from me. So... This season, I've found this season to be incredibly hard to predict relative to prior seasons. Now, that's not to say that I'm performing badly. I'm performing, you know, not, I'm, I'm in the 91st percentile. So I'm still doing fairly well. It's just that, you know, not as good as I have done in years past. Again, we're about half, we're a little bit over halfway through the season. So, you know, will this change? Hopefully. Um... I hope it will, but you know this was another tough week where I, I ended up only getting seven right, which obviously seven of fourteen isn't great. We're, we're shooting for for much higher than that. So hopefully week eleven will go better. But obviously with every week that that passes, we gain more information, we get a better sense of what is actually going on in the game. That being said, let's break it down. Let's jump into it. Thursday night football: the Bears defeated the Panthers sixteen to thirteen on Thursday night football. So one of the worst football games I've watched in a very long time. Um, it really seems to me, I think that the Panthers, <sighs> Panthers are probably in the bottom three of teams in the NFL. I, I still don't know how they beat the Texans. You know, given what the Texans did this week and given what the Panthers have done all season, I don't know how the Panthers beat the Texans just two weeks ago. But they did. Then they go to... They go to Chicago and they lose by three. Uh, Bryce Young is just not playing very well. You know, we can't make excuses. We can't give reasons. You know, hey, maybe he doesn't have the best coach. Hey, maybe he doesn't have the best wide receiver talent. Hey, maybe his offensive line isn't very good. That is all true. That can all be true. But I wouldn't say I've seen a lot from Bryce Young where he's, where I'm I'm like, wow, you know, hey, that's a really good play from the rookie. That, you know, he's really, he's really, you know, getting better. I haven't I haven't really seen anything that would that would make me say that thus far. Does that mean that Bryce Young is a bust? Does that mean no, none of it means none of that. But it does mean that, you know, we do have to keep an eye on that and we and we have to we have to judge based on what we know. Right? We can speculate as to why maybe things aren't going as as swimmingly as they are, as they could be. Uh However, you know, we also have to judge based on what we know. And, you know, Bryce Young, he hasn't made a lot of very good decisions. He looks kind of like meek in the pocket, a little bit afraid. And, you know, to be honest, he's playing against Tyson Bajan, who's a Division II prospect, 
who's playing on the Bears. And, you know, it's not like the Bears are the best team in the NFL either. And, you know, Tyson Bajan was able to come out. He didn't look totally incompetent. He, he hasn't played great football this season, but he's also won two games at home. Um, so, you know, he's looked okay. So I think, like, we do have to, you know, say, hey, I mean, Bryce Young, there, there has to be something to be said about, you know, sometimes you just have to go in and play well. And, and you know, you might not be winning games, but you still look good in the field and have not been really able to say that about Young thus far this season. You know, the Bears, again, they didn't look good. They came away with the win. I think what I've learned most about the Bears is that, you know, this team, they aren't great. I don't think they're coached particularly well. I don't think they have a particularly good offense. But they have talent at various positions on this team. And I think what we've learned most about the Tyson Bajan like, experience is that we, we can't keep giving Justin Fields a pass every single, you know, every single time he plays football. All right. At the end of the day, Tyson Bajan has won two of, I think, three or four starts. Right. Justin Fields is like one in six on the season. So at some point we have to say, okay, this is a third year quarterback who is still making the, you know bad choices. He's still doing X, Y, Z. And we have this rookie who maybe isn't that good, but he's also been able to win games. And has he looked like definitively better? No, but you would hope he that Justin Fields will look definitively better. So I think that's what we've learned. I think you know the excuses have to have to stop at some point for Justin Fields because at some point you just have to say, well, like, look, if this guy can do it, then why can't this guy do it? So something I want to look at for the rest of the season is how does Justin Fields come back? I mean, there, there has to be some accountability at some point for him. Um, but yeah, not a very good game, not very fun to watch. All right, in Germany, we had the Colts and Patriots where the Colts defeated the Patriots 10-6 to uh, in maybe the second most boring game. I mean, it was just, it was horrible. It was really bad football. Um, you know, Mac Jones, I mean, it's, it's bad. I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure I could have made that throw to Mike Gesicki in the end zone. It's just, you're leaving the ball about like 10 yards short. It's not even like, oh, you know, it's a yard or two short. You know, it's just not a great throw. That might've been one of the, that might've been the worst throw of the season. Had it not been for Bailey Zappi at the end of the game, Mac Jones didn't look good. And, you know, he has not been playing very well. It's time to make a change, you know, after this season. Who really cares about this season? doesn't really matter to me. Um, he's not the guy. He just isn't. And that's not to say that the team around, the team around him is terrible too. But it's not like Mac Jones has been like, wow, you know, listen, he's still making good throws. Receivers aren't getting open. Like, that is the epitome of what Mac Jones has been this season. I've been saying it for a while now, like, the, you, you just you watch him play, and it's like every ball is a touch pass, which is you just cannot throw that bullet pass. That's a problem. He does not know how to throw the ball away. That's a problem. And he makes too many turnovers for not being creative enough with the football. Um, And then Zappi in the game, I mean, what are you doing with the fake spike? You're throwing into triple coverage. I mean, of course that ball. I mean, just Bill Belichick has likely ruined both of these quarterbacks. He's destroyed Max confidence. He's put maybe the worst, the least talented team in the NFL on the field this season. I know they've had injuries, but every team has injuries. It's not unique to the Patriots situation that they've had injuries this season. Every team has that. So I'm not going to use that as an excuse for why they're playing bad. 
Look at the Colts. They lost their quarterback, and they're still able to win games with Gardner Minshew. It's not like they have a very good offense. Right? They can run the ball, but you know their defense hasn't been fantastic this season, and they have a pretty weak wide receiving core. So, you know, I think it's time to blow it up in New England. I know the Colts are winning games, but I really would not get my hopes up. This was just wasn't a very good performance. I know they came away with the win, but it's not exactly you know very inspiring. You know, listen, they're they're just playing for when Anthony Richardson gets back. Hopefully they can, you know, get another wide receiver, add a cornerback. I think those are where I would put the issue, the biggest issues for them this offseason. If they can get another really good wide receiver, they can add a cornerback. Um, I think that's where, you know, the, the problems mostly lie for this team. All right, the Steelers defeated the Packers 23-19. to uh, You know, again, a closer game than I thought it would be. I thought that Jordan Love looked good for most of the game, and then he made a couple really poor choices. I, you know, I think this was actually one of his better games of the season. But you know, I just noticed things about him where I'm just I'm not. He's not the guy, right? We're, we're deciding whether guys are not the guy. You know, this is kind of that point where you decide with, you know, first year quarterbacks, um, or, or just any quarterback, right, throughout the season. Uh, Jordan Love's been in the year. This is this is what his fourth year in the NFL now. He's making mistakes that you shouldn't see out of a fourth year player, regardless of whether it's their first season or not. Um, you know, I think that with a Minka Fitzpatrick, this game is not even close. I think he changes the Steelers' defense defense a lot. I thought Pickett looked good again. You know, they're still struggling offensively, but they're finding ways to win. They're running the ball decently well. Pickett didn't turn the ball over. Uh, they're a very quiet 6-3, and three, and, and I think that they're on track to make the playoffs. I certainly think that they'll get nine wins. They can definitely get ten. Um, you know, there's plenty of football left. They have nine games remaining. If they win four of them, I think you got to put them in the playoffs. So um, they're looking good. I think the Packers, I've said it for a little while now, I think they're done, but you know, just, the offense doesn't look great. Their wide receivers, Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs aren't doing it for me. The defense is mediocre. Um, not very good on the run defensive side, run defense. So there's that. All right, the Texans defeated the Bengals. I think, you know, when we look at, back on the end of the season, I think this is the game where we can say, okay, look at this game. Look at how C.J. Stroud played. Yeah, he does make mistakes. You know, not very many. He made a couple, though. He had that really, really bad interception. But he's been lights out this season, folks. I was completely wrong. My take with C.J. Stroud, you know, I, I had concerns about his ability to read a defense and and just overall football IQ because he obviously scored, you know, on on that um I forget the name of the test, but he scored you know, extremely loud. And he's been spectacular. He's a really he has a strong presence in the pocket. He delivers the ball with speed, accuracy. Again, he's doing it with a team. Like, is this a very good team? Not really. They're all right. They're good. You know, they, they have some nice players. I think Tank Dell is super, super fun to watch. Uh, they have Robert Woods. Um, they have Dalton Schultz. They have a decent running game. Their defense is getting a little bit better week by week. But it's not like this is an unbelievable team. This isn't like a, a Cincinnati Bengals-level team. Cincinnati Bengals level roster and yet the Texans come away with the win and that's because they have a real leader in CJ Stroud he seems like he just he motivates this team in 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 a good way he's a leader and I really like him I've totally flipped 
my opinion, which again, I'm allowed to do. Like if I see something in a guy where I'm like, wow, that's really impressive. And that's what CJ Stroud has done. I mean, outside of that Panthers game, he's had a really, really good season. I think he's had a lot of strong victories and a lot of close losses. Uh, the Texans are, they're, they're currently, you know, they're, they're, I don't know if they're in the playoffs, but they're certainly right on that edge right now. We could see them sneak in. I thought, you know, the Bengals easily could have won this game. You know, Burrow made two really poor throws that were intercepted. Um, just trying to do a little bit too much of the ball. I still think the Bengals are a really good team. Listen, Tyler Boyd catches that ball in the end zone. It's a totally different story for how we're going to, going to talk about this game. Um, completely different, completely different. You know, if, if Tyler Boyd catches that ball, uh, he didn't, I still think since he's good, I feel good about where they are. They're a tough team. They're going to, they're going to make it through this. Um, but again, Burrow cannot make those mistakes. He just can't. It's just something that he cannot do, um, in the future. All right. The Vikings defeated the saints 27 to 19 again. Really good performance from Josh Dobbs. You know, it's it's interesting. We didn't really see, you know, he was obviously okay in, in Arizona, but we didn't see these types of performances. And, and again, I think I have to give a lot of credit to Kevin O'Connell. Back-to-back weeks, he's been excellent coaching. I feel like he's done a really nice job integrating Josh Dobbs into the offense. It's really nice to see. Um, you know, the one thing that Kirk Cousins can't bring to the table is, is a real presence in the running game. I think... You know, I think we can all acknowledge that Kirk Cousins is not a very mobile quarterback. He, you know, and it, when he returns, or you know, assuming that he does return from uh, from this injury, I, you know, I mean, he's gonna be less mobile, right? So I think it's really nice to see this team with a uh, with a you know mobile offensive quarterback. That's really interesting to see, uh, just just how that impacts. Uh, just how that impacts kind of the whole team. I find that I find that uh, not like incredibly interesting, but I do find it somewhat. <laughs> I do find it somewhat interesting, um, to say the least. So, and, and then you know, I think that the, regarding the Saints, I mean, l- listen, folks, Derek Carr is not is not the guy, right? There, there have been aspects of the Saints' offense that have looked good at points this season. All of those are true. The Saints have had moments where they've looked good. Yes. But Jameis Winston came in. Listen, they were scoring a lot more. I know he made mistakes. That's Jameis Winston. But at least that offense was better. Um, Again, though, the Vikings, they're really making a push. They have the longest win streak in the NFL going right now. Uh, Can they be competitive with Josh Dobbs? You know, we'll have to see. Again, it, come playoff time, you know, this seems to me like a Case Keenum situation. But, you know, the NFC is weak, and, and this Vikings defense, again, I told you last season, Brian Flores, biggest addition for the Vikings, uh, just going to change the team by not being Ed down on top. All right, the Bucks defeated the Titans 20-6. to Listen, really solid game from the Bucs. Uh, really superb second half. Mike Evans, I think, you know, quietly having one of the better seasons of his career. I Again, he had some horrible drops. Absolutely true. He had a horrible drop in the end zone. He made up for it. Bucks defense looked really good. And I think, you know, we talked about Will Levis in that first, Will Levis in the first week. It's like, oh, my God, you look great. And he did. But this is what happens when, you know, a couple games out there, it's like, oh, you know, he's going to struggle a little bit. Defenses are going to start to figure out, 
hey, how does this kid play? What does he like? And and then the Bucks have done that. The Steelers did it the previous week. We've seen that. Right? We've seen that play out. I don't think it's Tannehill. Again, the offensive line is struggling. Derrick Henry is just he's okay. He's not not the same Derrick Henry we knew from a couple years ago. Offensive line definitely plays a role in that. Titans, they're just not very good, to be frank. All right, the 49ers defeat the Jaguars 34-3. Yeah, wow. I wrote that in capital letters. W-O-W. This was, I mean, I did not expect a blowout, especially not a 31-point blowout in Jacksonville. And I, I get it. The Niners were off a bye. You know, I get that they're going to look good. But to, with Jacksonville to look this good against a Jacksonville team that's 6-2, and two, by the way. Right? So, or 6-2 before this game. Jacksonville had a better record than the Niners. The, what I'm trying to say is, this is the team that the Niners are. They have a solid defense, great pass rush, especially with the addition of Chase Young. Again, frees up Joey Bosa a little bit more. And now we're, you know, CMC's back, uh, Trent Williams is back, Debo Samuel. They're all kind of much healthier, and that's what this Niners team needs to be. If they're healthy, I think that they are the most dangerous team with the Eagles in the NFC. Um, and then, you know, I think the Lions are up there as well. Uh, the Jaguars, and this is what we're talking about. You know, this is the conversation that we're having about Trevor Lawrence. You know, what defines a good quarterback? What defines an elite quarterback? Has Trevor Lawrence been elite? He's had moments. He's been very good at times. I think he has a lot of talent. But he also has a pretty talented roster. He is a fairly good head coach. And, you know, he didn't look very good in this game. So, you know, he's a young quarterback, obviously. I... I very intrigued to see what you know what his contract. I know they're going to pick up his fifth year option, um, or at least resign whatever it is, resign him. I would love to see what the numbers are going to be on that. It's going to be very interesting to see how how that goes for this Jaguars team because I don't expect them to move off Lawrence. He's obviously an, he's a very good quarterback, um, and they you know they've struggled for you know basically their entire franchise's existence with consistency at the quarterback position. So it'll be very interesting to see that. Again, very good bounce back game from the Niners. We knew it was coming. Did not expect it to be good as good as this. Great to see. Browns defeated the Ravens 33-31. to Again, AFC North football. You know, I know the Ravens. Again, this is one of those things. They're going to blow leads like this. It's just when Lamar makes a couple bad plays, makes a couple bad throws, they can't really run the football, whatever it may be. And then they let the opponent back in and not a great defensive performance, but I'm not going to take too much stock in this loss by the Ravens. Listen, AFC North games have been like this as long as I've been alive. All right. I'm a Steelers fan. This is just how it goes. Um, this is just what happens, right? AFC North football. It happens. It's weird. It's just the way it is. So I'm not going to say, you know, the Ravens, Hey, you know, blah, blah, blah. They're, they're the worst team in the NFL. They can't whatever. But I will say this, again, concerning to see that. You don't want to see a team like the Ravens. You go out and say, hey, this is the best team in the NFL. Go and lose to the Browns um, this week. I didn't think Watson played well, and the Browns still won by a lot, which is very good to see. I think Cleveland is definitely a playoff contender, but their offense is definitely going to hurt them. I mean, that defense, I think it proved this week. Been saying it all season, I'm not, like, unbelievably impressed with their defense. I'm just not. So... There's that. All right, Lions defeated the Chargers 41 to 38. And again, folks, I've been saying it like all like all season since the end of last season. I keep saying it. I sound like a broken record. 
it's time to move off of Brandon Saley. It's just, it's time, all right? It's time to just admit it and say, hey, like Brandon Saley isn't the guy, right? It's, it's time to say that. Like, can we be honest and say that Brandon Saley is just not a very good defensive head coach? How can you be a defensive head coach and give up 41 points? You can't. Um, he, he It's all news. He, 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 sh- he should have been fired a long time ago. He's holding the franchise back. Uh, meanwhile, the Lions, great game. I, I, I question a lot of the decisions that Dan Campbell made. Some of them worked out. Some of them didn't. You know, you live by the sword, you die by the sword, I guess. And that's going to be very interesting to see come playoff time. Does he continue to play as aggressively if that's how they get there? Or is he going to play more passively now? You know, how is he going to coach? Going to be very interesting to see. Uh, Jared Goff, again, revitalized his entire career in Detroit. No question about it. The offense is swimming. You know, defense obviously didn't play well. Again, though, it is L.A. L.A. is a very good offense. Um, Herbert's a very talented quarterback, so I'm not going to harp too much on Detroit's defense. Uh, definitely something to, again, look out for, but they got the stops when they needed to. You know, hopefully it will be a little bit better as the season goes on now. Cardinals defeated the Falcons 25 to 23. So once again, the Desmond Ritter show comes back as Taylor Heineke gets hurt. And it's most apparent that the team that is in most need of a quarterback in the NFL is the Atlanta Falcons. They have zero quarterbacks. Right, this is a playoff team. If you put a uh, Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins, I mean, they're arguably it could be a Super Bowl contender. Um, but Arthur Smith also, you know, listen, really, really concerning to see how good Bijan Robinson is. And then it's it's like, why aren't you playing this guy? Why aren't you giving him the ball more often? It just does not make sense. Um, I really, I really don't know, but I really liked Arthur Smith again at the beginning of the season. Not so much anymore. Uh, Kyler Murray comes back. I thought he played well. Kyler looked like Kyler. That's what we want to see. It's always been tough to, you know, hey, say, where does Kyler grade as, you know, NFL quarterback? Is he top 10, top 15? Where where does he rank? It's always been kind of a tough thing because he has really masterful performances. And then, you know, also come up short sometimes. So it's really really interesting to, to see where he is. Obviously, this isn't a season where, the Cardinals are going to be, you know, I mean, they're two and eight. Like they're not a very good football team, but you know, they're really we we got to see what this team has in store for next season. It feels like Kyler, if he continues to play like this, uh, will be back next season. I would fully expect that. Um, Cardinals get a good win again. They've been competitive all season. Should have guessed that you know they'd be competitive, even more competitive when Kyler comes back. Um, all right, the Cowboys defeated the Giants forty nine to seventeen. Listen, I don't really have any notes about this game. It pretty much was exactly what we thought it was going to be from wire to wire. Uh, <laughs> like, I don't think this game could have been more predictable. It's Tommy DeVito versus the Cowboys. Cowboys won by, you know, 32 points. It was not even close the entire game. Dak played well. I'm not going to analyze it too much. I'm not going to go out here and say the Cowboys are X, Y, and Z because this game doesn't really matter. Um, and we might say, well, my every win is important. Like, no, this win is not important. It's not indicative of what the Cowboys actually are because they're not going to play a team as bad as this for the rest of the season. Unless they – no, because they are to play the Giants. All right. CX defeated the Commanders 29-26. to Again, very close game. Commanders, surprisingly close. I'll be honest. You know, again, this has been Seattle. They've been – they've won games. It's just like mm, there's something missing from this team where you're like – 
damn, this team can be a little bit better. Again, their red zone, not that good. I feel like they got to be looking at DK more in the red zone at this point. Um, it's just whatever they're doing isn't working. Kenneth Walker has been on and off this season. Gino has been – he's been good in moments. He's also struggled in other moments. Um, you know, it was it was – Back and forth, he put together a game-winning drive. I thought that was very good. Jason Myers was, you know, really had a really nice game, giving giving the team a, a, a really nice boost at the kicking position. Um, he had, I think he had, he had a lot of field goals. I don't remember. I think he had four or five. He had a lot. Um, I think Ron Rivera will be gone at the end of the season. I expect Eric Bieniemy to be the one who replaces him. That would be. I mean, no, there've been rumors about Bill Belichick, but. I feel like the enemy's the guy, I mean, that you'd want to have, um, you know, given that he's been doing a pretty good job with the offense. Rivera just has no idea how to coach. Uh, all right, Raiders defeated the Jets 16-12. to You know, again, I, I actually, again, Zach Wilson, I know people will continue to go out here and say, oh, but Michael, but Zach Wilson is X, Y, you know, Zach Wilson is, but Zach Wilson is, and I, I have just had it. I mean, the kid has some level of talent. Right? Can we just be honest about that? He has some level of talent. He's not, you know, he made a lot of good plays. He made one bad, and he had one pit interception, which I felt was an incredibly good play, by the way, by the defender. I mean, Spillane made a great play to get on that ball right there. Um, so when I view this game, when I watch this game, I say to myself, like, oh, my God, you know, Raiders played pretty well and i thought that zach wilson played pretty well too both things can be true um i think the raiders again we're, i was listening to cowherd talk about this earlier today and you know, he hit it in the nail on the head the raiders feel like a team that does a lot better when they have a, a player coach on the team and and I, I don't know how everyone else feels about that certainly i think the team looks a lot better when they have a guy like rich Passaccia, like antonio pierce who the players want to play for rather than maybe a, a, a more tactically proficient guy like, um, like, like, uh, obviously, um, more tactically proficient guy like maybe Josh McDaniels. And by the way, I hate that I just said that Josh McDaniels was tactically proficient, but like, it, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, but again, so the general point I'm making is I think that the Raiders, they're five and five, are like they are a very good team. No, they aren't. But you know, they're making stuff happen. You gotta give credit to where credit's due. Uh they're doing enough right now to warrant, you know, good play. But I think that Zach Wilson looks good. I think that people underrate him as a player, underrate him as a quarterback. He has talent. He's been put in a very tough position and he's growing. You can see it week after week. He's making throws that just very few quarterbacks can make. Um, but, you know, kudos to the Raiders and getting a win here. Good win for them. All right, Broncos defeated the Bills 24-22. to uh, You know, listen, I think this is one of those games where it's not Buffalo sucks and uh, the Broncos stink or, or, or the Broncos are actually pretty good. I think it's a little bit of both. I think the Broncos are better than we thought they were and the Bills are certainly a lot worse. Well, not a lot worse. I think that they're just exactly what I've thought they were. They're a team that can't run the football. Way too Josh Allen reliant. He makes way too many turnovers. He makes a lot of bad plays. Like, let's be honest here. He makes a lot of turnover-worthy plays. That's what he does. That's what he does. I'm sorry. 
Bills fans, that's what he does. And you can be mad. You can be upset about it. You can complain and say, Michael, but he's the only reason. But he he is he actively played you out of that game with the way he played. Um, you know, Josh Allen, it's just, it's rough right now. And, and I feel like sometimes he looks great. And then there are games like this where it's like you're losing at home in a primetime game to a team that's sub 500 when you're supposed to be, you know, this is the season, this is the year, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, very disappointing. I think Russ is quietly having a good season. Again, not the same Russell Wilson from, De- from excuse me, Seattle. However, you know, listen, you're going to get what you're going to get. He looks okay. Um, again, are the Broncos a playoff team? I don't think so. But certainly I think that they're looking better. And I think that that's the most important thing if you're Sean Payton, right? You can't – you're not going to maybe fix this in one year, but hopefully – looking ahead to next season, things will start to get better. That's that's the goal. Um and you know for for the Broncos sake, I hope it happens. All right, week 10 review that wraps it up. Thank you all for listening. Uh next week we got week 11 and then we have Thanksgiving. Everything's kind of coalescing together right now. Pretty pretty fun time for football. Uh, we're getting, you know, towards that back. We're in the back half of the season, obviously, but we're getting, you know, into very important games. These are, you know, we are now getting into the time where it's like, hey, if you're if you're trying to make the playoffs, this is put up or shut up time. These wins are, tend to like feel more important uh, because they they feel like they're more, uh, uh, what's the word? They're more consequential. There you go, uh, to whether you're going to make the playoffs or not. So. You know, a lot of stuff to cover. All right, we'll get to the preview in the next episode. Thank you all for listening to another episode of The Master Plan. Have a great day. The game on the line. One shot. Who would you rather have taking it, Iggy or Curry? Of everyone on Golden State, open shot, fate of the universe on the line, or the Martians have the death beam pointed at Earth, you better hit it. I want Iguodala.